Alright, welcome everybody. Today is 2nd May, Thursday, and we're recording another episode of our podcast called Yala. But. But, Yala But, where Terrence and I just talk about stuff that's been on our minds for the past week. And if and when we have an interesting guest in Singapore or whatnot, we will bring him or her on. But apart from that, it's just us just, just vomiting all our brain thoughts. Uh. Or if you have any suggestions about who we should talk to, that might also be helpful. Yeah, and, and we are starting this podcast kind of from scratch. We did one season last year where every episode we had a guest, but then we figured, you know, there's so many things we want to say and we can't create a video about everything. So it is literally building this from scratch. So if you find this interesting and, it, but it, and if you have any feedback, yeah, let us know. Be, it would help if you rate us on uh, iTunes, share this podcast with your friends, because that just helps uh, grow this audience, uh, the podcast to reach even more people. Yeah, in the spirit of uh, Shankar Vedantam, if this podcast is interesting to you, just tell one person today. Must give, must give the, the context of who Shankar Vedantam. People will just think he's some oh, yeah. priest at Potong Basi Temple or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's this fantastic podcast called Hidden Brain that, that um, is by this journalist, Shankar Vedantam. Who has a very nice soothing voice as well. So if you like if you like science and you like uh, statistics and data and storytelling, that's a fantastic podcast to listen to. Yeah, it's by NPR and it's one of those podcasts like after like each episode is like forty minutes, you listen to it, you feel fucking smart and you can go and just show off to all your friends. Yeah. And and then you tell people, Oh, you don't know Shankar Vidantam? That makes you sound smart straight yeah. away. Doesn't and it? if you're a Chinese person and you know Shankar Vidantam, it also makes you seem less racist. Like. Yeah, man. They're like, Oh, that's virtue that's virtue. That's as Indian a name as you can get, huh? Uh, but anyway, just before this, we were talking about uh, another fantastic uh, individual that the world loves. Yeah, What's Lionel Messi. Yeah, anybody, if you caught that game last night, you uh, it was a moment that I think you will always remember. Yeah, and I mean, it, it was the semi-final of the Champions League, the first leg at Nou Camp, which is Barcelona's home ground. And they were playing Liverpool. And Liverpool played damn well, and I'm not even a Liverpool fan. And I, I think there was a just, uh, I mean, for some context, I think Messi scored two goals out of three against Liverpool. And um, he, there was, after he scored his first goal, I think there was a moment he looked at the crowd and shook his finger slightly. I think, was that in reference to something Jurgen Klopp said about the new camp not being a temple? Wait, shook his finger, like wagging his finger? Yeah, or, he okay, wagged okay. his finger in the air as if like, no, you don't come here and do this shit, you know? That's what do you, do you see that? No, I didn't see man. Oh, you didn't see, but apparently Jurgen Klopp had said, "Oh, I'm not. You know, Newcomb is not a special place. It's not a temple or anything." So, is it? yeah, no one. I don't. We don't need to be scared coming here. And I think a lot of people uh, really felt offended by by that statement. And that's why that Messi that handshake I saw it as a. I mean that winger finger wag winger fact <laughs> finger wag. I saw it. I saw it as like a direct uh, reference to that statement he made. And then, I mean, I saw one article headline this morning uh, saying that you never make Messi angry. Because uh, apparently in the first half, James Milner tackled him quite hard. And then second half, he just got pissed off and just... Like his first first goal, which was uh, Barcelona's second, you can just argue that, okay, it's luck. But his third goal, which was a second goal, which was a free kick from God knows how far, I literally remember thinking to myself, there's no way he's going to score from there. No way. Yeah, you're talking about ESPN article where Liverpool made Lionel Messi angry and paid the price. Yeah, of course now a lot of the media are just saying, oh, it was a perfect 10 uh, performance from it. And honestly, I think he was quiet for a lot of the game. But that second goal was just insane. And I'm so happy I woke up because I'm not a, I'm not a biggest Barcelona fan or, or Liverpool fan. I support Man U uh, and their shit right now. Uh, but just, it's, Messi is just a player that you kind of need to just watch to 
to to appreciate. Uh. You know, do you think that it's really the case where we are living in a so-called golden age for football, where Ronaldo and Messi are breaking records all around us, or is it just something that every generation feels like? You know, my you know, growing up, Michael Jordan was the best ever, but now you you look at basketball and everyone's shooting three pointers from all over the place. It's it's insane. I think I think okay, statistically they are insane, and Messi is just. Playing-wise, is insane as well. But I do feel that every generation feels that theirs was the most special. Uh. So it's just it's just basically everyone being sort of like entitled and being in their own echo chamber. Uh, no, I, I would say still that I think most people, maybe who in their 50s who've been watching soccer for like 30, 40 years, can't, can't really argue that Messi is not amazing. Uh. Especially once you consider, let's say in Pele's time, uh, there was less... We're talking about the Brazilian footballer yeah, Pele, right? Okay. Brazilian yep. footballer in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Yep. There was so much less info on like... You know, now they probably watch... They have cameras dedicated to players and they can observe every single thing they do. They have inc- insane training methods and they have so much like info out there and yet they still can't stop someone like Messi. Like. Yeah. And, 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 and I think the big thing is money also, right? Like Players today have so much more money and access to training and... Yeah. Compared to back then. Yeah. Um, well, you could argue that that's why we have Messi and Ronaldo and even at 34 years old, they're still playing so well. But you could also say everyone else, the level of competition has also gone up a lot because of that. Yeah, that's true. But I almost feel like, I was just thinking today, is Messi kind of ruining uh, soccer in the sense like, because you know, when we were growing up, you get players like, I remember one time World Player of the Year was George Weah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, the, the original Ronaldo, the Brazilian guy. Yeah. And all these players, like, if you compare them side to side with Messi, right, they, they suck. La. And like, is Messi, now, now even honestly, after Messi, okay, I would say Ronaldo is still fucking amazing. But as much as a fan of I, I am of his, Messi is on another level. La. But yeah. beyond those two, you look at the World Player, Luka Modric who's like fucking good, but next to Messi, right? Yeah, he looks like he, yeah, mediocre. He does, okay, he does what he does very well, which is, you know, playmaker in, in central midfield, but Messi does that and so much more. So it's like, you look at Messi, yeah, it's like, is he is he ruining the 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 other players? I wonder how other players feel. I'm sure a lot of them are like, wow, it's, it's awesome to play against him and all that, but part of them must feel like, fuck, they'll never reach that, that level, you know? But, but if you look across uh, different types of sports, like, would you not want to have Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic in tennis? You know, because I mean, they have dominated tennis for the last two decades, essentially. Yeah. But would you not as a player or a fan? Um, I mean, both, both. I but think. then you see that the the thing is, they are. I think there is some difference because tennis is an individual sport. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But then you, you. I mean, basically, you're saying ruining the sport, uh, But like. It, if like you said, you're so thankful you woke up. Yeah. Even as a Liverpool fan, I think most Liverpool fans, I think, would also be like, "Wow, I just saw something so amazing." Yeah, I wouldn't say ruining sport, but ruining the perception of of how are good the, people are. La. Oh, okay. Because okay, I used to play he's a lot of raising, sports. He's raising the bar, lah. You're saying he's raising a bar to like an insane level, la. You know, like if someone is a kid growing up now, they they think, okay, you know, I want to be the best player in the world. I want to be good. But like, wow, you look at this guy and he's insane. Like, he's my height, no? He's 171. Yeah, yeah. He's like a few kilograms heavier than me. And yeah. like, when I play with people who are like a foot taller than me, and I get like destroyed by just the physical state, like their physical physicality. Like. And wow, you see Messi, he makes anyone look like a like a schoolboy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that, actually that was over the, uh, just yesterday I was looking at some old photos of 
some friends on Facebook. And then one of them, where this guy, he called him, he took a photo of himself with some other people in his his ECA. I'm not sure what it was, but he was like, oh yeah, back when I was an athlete. You know, when you were that age, right? Mm. Early on, 1920, I don't know, 18 or 19. Did you see yourself as like, somewhere up there ranking with the world's best athletes in the particular sport you're playing, which was hockey, right? You played yeah, hockey. so I played a lot of hockey. Yeah. Uh, I did represent Singapore at the age group level. Like, like how, no, I just were thinking about the mindset. Did you actually like think that it's possible for me to, that I can be as good as these people? No. At all? <laughs> no, so, okay. Because, okay, the, the thing is, if you growing up in Singapore, like very few sports, most sports in Singapore, even at age group level, once you go nationals, or like for hockey, we played Malaysia. Yeah. And at the age group level, we the difference wasn't as big as it is at the men's level. Because the men's national hockey team, I don't know how it is now, uh, but during my time, they would get they, they would get trashed by Malaysia C team. La. At the youth age group level, we could still put up a fight, but it was so clear that I'm playing with people my age and there's a huge difference. La. Yeah. So as much as I want to be the best player possible, oh, well, I think... I think to think like, oh fuck, I'm gonna make it as a professional player in the Dutch league or Australian league. I never had that. Like. I the means if like there was, let's say, a Messi of hockey or something like that in Singapore. I, no, no, back, uh, not in Singapore, but worldwide, lah. Uh. Uh, wouldn't that have inspired you to actually? Okay, maybe there's the bar is so high, I can still work towards that, or or just. I mean, there were there were world class people who were like amazing. Like. Yeah. Even in Singapore, there were really good players, lah, like. and. Yeah. But it, that never motivated you to... No, no I worked my ass off and I motivated. Uh, I was motivated to get better. But I never saw it as a long-term thing. Uh. Like, if oh. I was going to give my life to sport, right, in, yeah. in Singapore, then I can, like, okay, like, you know, there's something there. You had the engineer plan planted in your <laughs> yeah, head already. Of course, like, engineer, doctor, lawyer. <laughs> until parents, until like, parents, I threw it all away. Your parents do. will attend your graduation and then they put the gown on you yeah. and everything. Like, if my mom find, like, knows that in, and today is, what, Thursday morning and part of my work is talking into a microphone with uh, my friend, she'll be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, only, yeah. only if it's talking about engineering then, then Yeah, talking sense. about engineering or talking about investments, you know, what property to buy next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I mean, yeah. that, that's where I found it interesting because they, I, I think I was reading something, Adam Grant, the behavioral psychologist, was sharing that... Um, he says that, I mean, basically there, there was some research showing that to motivate yourself, right, you have to compare yourself to people who are better than you. Mm-hmm. So at times when you need to feel motivated, um, that's when you should compare yourself to people. But then there are also times where um, you kind of need to sort of look at your situation and not say compare yourself, but compare what you have compared to people who have less than you. Mm. And that kind of also helps ground you and not make you... Um, feel depressed all the time. Because mm. if you're always comparing yourself to someone who has yeah. more better things and yeah. all that, you'll never, you, you might get to that stage of learned helplessness where you feel like I could never be like that. Yeah. And you just never do anything and you just end up studying in engineering rather than yeah. pursuing hockey. La. You know, but, but so, so, yeah, going back to what you're saying about, yeah, is, is it bad that, he, is he ruining um, football for everyone? Lionel Messi, is he ruining football for everyone because he's so good, right? No, not everyone. It's just certain yeah. aspects of it. Like, okay, I, w- I would like to know if there's some magic uh, eight-ball machine we can ask to find out answer. How many professional footballers who are on the cusp of making it? Oh, yeah, yeah, Just yeah. look at Messi and be like, fuck, Sal. But I'm just thinking, even thinking about you, like as little Haresh in 18 and 19, if you saw oh. someone, oh, no, no, 14, 15 maybe, you saw someone like Messi, would you at that point in your life say, fuck this shit, I can't be that good, I'm out oh, of no here. La. Oh, yeah, then he inspires you, la, so he's good. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. That's why I'm just, I, it was just a thought. La. I don't, I'm not convinced by it, but it was just a thought because... Just making me like 
look at other players who are like, wow, like, fucking amazing. Then you look at Messi. So so I wouldn't say it's ruining. It's just maybe like it's it's changing the perception of other players who like were already amazing. Mm, okay. You know, okay. like okay, Zidane got thought to be one of the best players ever. Yeah. But you compare him with Messi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like wow, like Zidane was a maestro in midfield, but Messi is a maestro and he can score free kicks and he can dribble and he can do everything, la. But he can't hit but like Zidane can. He can't hit but Zidane could have had a, a career in MMA if he wanted to, really. Like, but like, MMA hit butting not allowed, right? Um I think it's the mentality, lah. Oh, the, the mentality. mentality yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't make fun of my mother. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. don't don't make fun of my mother. No your mama jokes. Yeah. Wow. Well, that that totally got sidetracked. Uh, sidetracked our the one thing that we did want to explore yeah. in this topic, which was okay. Let's talk about this. But let's see. Messi is even screwing up our podcast plan. Yeah, he's ruining our podcast. Yeah, but what we did want to talk about is uh, I think a couple of days ago, Facebook released this new thing called Secret Crush, which, as what I understand, is their foray into dating, and they will. It's a separate app, so you create a profile there, but it 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 shares your friend list. So you can add up to nine people who whose pants you want to get in, get into, uh, and Wait, whose pants? Whose pants? Pants, pants. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, okay, maybe not pants. Maybe you just want to hold your hands and all that. Okay. But but uh, nine people you're you're attracted to, and then they'll do the same dating profile thing, Like if they they also indicate interest, they'll match you together. So it just feels weird because like um, Facebook is already like so intrusive in our lives and. Both Terence and I are coming off the back of uh, listening to this awesome podcast by Sam Harris with this guy called Robert McNamee, I think, who was an early Facebook investor. He's still a holder of, of stock, and but he wrote a book called It Zucked Up, just talking about how Facebook and companies like Facebook and Google are, like, are, are a huge problem in the way our world operates and people aren't really aware of it. Yeah, I think the, the, he makes a very good point about how a lot of these social media companies started out very nobly with the intention to connect people and you know make everyone give everyone a voice, which I think the early days of social media you could feel that happening, like, you know, with the Arab Spring and things like that. But in more recent years, it's really just been about selling your data and privacy issues and 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 you know manipulating your newsfeed so that you think a certain way. And and it just had a very has a very bad name nowadays. Uh. And and the podcast is like two hours. You you should go listen to it if you have the time. But to sum it up, essentially he's saying that like what Terence said, it started nobly, but then and they were all about okay, their revenue model became ads, uh, which is something that uh, a website like Friendster to all those who were born in the eighties never really did well, which is why they died out. But what happened after that was the fact that um, Google invented something like Gmail, which scans your email. Essentially, if you ask anyone how they would feel if someone they didn't know looked into their emails, it would be like a breach of privacy like, and, like, and like theft, you know, stealing your info. But Google does that and not only do they do that, they, they gain econ- a lot, uh, they profit from it. Like. And they do that with their maps, they do that with everything that has their Google names uh, stamped on it and Facebook as well. They talk about uh, personal protection, personal data, but I think one thing that was uh, highlighted in the podcast is that there's data that you willingly give, give Facebook which they might not uh, be able to share, but your behavior is something that they have all the info on. Like, uh, it, it's it's so scary that the amount of stuff they have and they basically can do whatever they want with that and it's something that is not on the radar of the common consumer, like people like uh, you and me, because for us, it's like, oh, you know, we use Facebook, but you don't know how much they're really 
making use of us. And one thing that they said on the podcast which freaked me out was like, not only are we the customers or like, we are the fuel. The fuel, yeah. What the fuck? And Welcome to the matrix. It's true. It's like a digital matrix. They are, they're just using everything we do to profit off it. Yeah. And and it's, uh, the, the scary thing is that there's no regulations behind it. And, yeah. and that's what uh, apparently Apple does a very good job of, like respecting the privacy of their customer. It might be because they started from a different point because they were focused on hardware. So that is their primary business model. Whereas Facebook and Google, which lives in, on the internet, this is, we are basically the fuel. Yeah, it's true. We are the fuel. Yeah, and the, the other thing he said was that uh, technology, the industry started out, uh, I mean, the things that, that bring you joy, like your handphone or or even stuff around your house, your your new microwave or your new fridge or something. That's all technology. And that's how it's all always been. It's always been able to make our lives, enhance our lives and make it better. But nowadays, when you talk about the tech industry, you know, is something like, I mean, Grab, yeah, they're doing, you know, they're, Grab or Uber, they're doing stuff with taxis and stuff like that. But how, you know, incrementally, how does that technology make your life better? Or how does Facebook make your life better these days compared to, you know, from having no telephone and then now you have a telephone. Mm. That, 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 that huge increment, you know, in terms of being able to communicate with people. Yeah. So, so that idea of technology being a very noble pursuit versus what it is today about, you know, maximizing profit and using people as fuel. That's what, that's a very interesting part of the talk. Nah. Yeah, and, and even then, because Terrence listened to the podcast first and then when you was telling me about it, I was like, yeah, you know, but how intrusive can it be? And I think that's the problem right now. People don't realize how intrusive and once you listen to this podcast, it's scary as shit. Like. So just to give you an example, Google started out as a search engine and they were all about, you know, bringing and organizing the info on the internet. But then they realized that there's a lot of value in figuring out what people search, how they search. But there was no way to trace uh, their searches, people searches to individuals. So they came up with Gmail, which gives you a Google account. And then they built all these platforms which feeds off the same account. And you could argue that, okay, they were all about email and like Gmail, I think, has the best spam filters. But people who sign up for Gmail, they get an awesome service, but they also expose all their emails uh, to Google. And now Google has an identity, which is what is referred to as a digital avatar, which basically is your digital, your, your persona online, which is basically a person in his own life because there's search data, there's Gmail data, there's your YouTube, there's your Google Maps. They know everything about you and people don't realize it. And one thing that uh, Robert McNamee pointed out also is that let's say you yourself are, you know, like, fuck Google, fuck Facebook, I'm just going to live in my hermit crap. If you send an email to someone who has a G Gmail account, technically you are implicated because then they are reading your private stuff. So there's really, it's so difficult to suck yourself out of this ecosystem and that is a problem. Everyone everyone's lives, including ours, are so ingrained in stuff like Facebook and YouTube and Google that it's so difficult to extricate. Like if we, we were to say we don't want to use Facebook and YouTube, then we're fucked because we don't have... That, that's what our livelihood is, is based on, which is so scary. But that all said, could you explain what the Secret Crush app is? The one that you read about this morning that, that I think that essentially, it's out. essentially that. It's a new app that is available in, in select countries, Singapore being one of them. You sign up, you... I haven't... I tried downloading it. Um, oh, you tried already? I, yeah, but I haven't used it yet. Oh, really? Yeah, and oh. disclaimer to my girlfriend, like it's just for research purposes. It's just okay. for research purposes. Um, but um, yeah, so you download, you create a profile there and then it pulls from your friends list. Like. So what Facebook says, oh, it's a different app, you know, there'll be separation of data. I think that's what they said. But it's all bullshit. Like. And now it's scary because, okay, what, one one issue that, that really bothered the, the Robert guy and... and has inspired him to go on this quest to 
um, like showcase the, the unethical stuff that Facebook is going to is how Facebook influence uh, or facilitated the influence in the US elections. La. And I know there's so many things about the Robert Mueller case, about Trump's administration being involved. And without going into that, um, there's so much evidence that Facebook did facilitate um, and, and kind of socially engineered people's political views, la, which is damn scary. La. And then now they're going into your personal life almost. And can you imagine, like, we don't know how they are determining, um, like, let's say if, if I were to indicate interest in someone that they, maybe Facebook through the algorithms determine is not a good match, right? Then they are impacting my social life, my love life, my potential marriage, my kids. Yeah. And it's so fucking scary. Can you imagine if, like, they... No, I mean, wait, uh, but the, you're talking about the Secret Crush app? Or? Yeah, Secret Crush. Oh, okay, okay. But there's a... From what I understanding, it says that you can basically identify up to nine people in your friends list yeah. that you have a so-called have a crush on. And then if there's an overlap, then they'll link you up. Lah. Yeah. And they will... So, uh, if the feeling is not reciprocated, they will never know your identity. Yeah. So, basically, it's Facebook asking you, tell me who you like and yeah. I will try and set something up for you. Yeah. Oh, And, wow. I mean, you you know about Facebook already that they collect so many freaking data points that I mean it's it's I think right now there there's no two news feeds apparently that are the same. Even for Google searches, which I'm a bit more skeptical skeptical of, but like I think if you open up your news feed next to someone and even like let's say if there are duplicates, probably in like one in a thousand, one in ten thousand, see the same news feeds. So if everyone has a different news feed, you can assume that Facebook and uh, Facebook does it because they have so much data points on each of us. La. Hey, sorry, uh, I'm very interested in this secret crush thing. Uh, uh. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but uh, how is it different from like Tinder and, and anything like that? Yeah, because I, mean, I, I uh, to be in all fairness, I never really used Tinder. That yeah. was before my time. I so. used Tinder like fuck. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm <laughs> asking, okay, asking so you to Okay, so to me, how it's different is Tinder is focused on, on dating, on a, on a dating app. La. To me, if you look at the secret crush app in Isolation is fine. But knowing Facebook, can you imagine if like for some reason they are able to detect that the nine girls that I still have interest in, right, all have pictures of them in bikinis. Okay. Yeah. So that, who knows, it might affect my newsfeed because they know that I am attracted to girls who are athletic or something like that. Yeah. And then it shows me the pictures of my friends who post more athletic stuff. Of course, all this is hypothetical. Uh, but I won't put it past Facebook to use that data to ultimately affect my newsfeed. Oh, so yeah, yeah, Tinder, sure. Bumble, uh, and like Coffee Meets Bagel, they all seem to be okay dating. And even though Tinder pulls from your Facebook, it might affect what uh, what uh, potential matches you see there. But if I don't want to use Tinder, I fuck Tinder lah. But Facebook, because it's so ingrained in my life, and even though I try to use it as little as possible, mainly for work, I still do visit it every day lah. Mm. And if my romantic preferences affect what I see in terms of I don't know news, or maybe if I see like everyone I I, I put. Is not the most religious, uh, because that's my I'm 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 uh, atheist. Then it, would it affect my newsfeed? Would it show me less religious stuff, yeah. or would it show me more religious stuff? Because one thing that I think has come out of the Facebook uh, newsfeed or all the research that's been been done to it is that the the articles that get the most amount of engagement are things that piss you off, and that's also discussed in the podcast. So yeah. if Facebook knows that things that piss me off. Uh, would get more engagement, more watch time from me. Maybe if they detect from my romantic preferences that I'm not a religious person, they show me some religious bullshit and gets me pissed off and riled up, it's in their best interest. So to me, that's why it's very scary. Although they say it's a different app. but So, so you're basically scared of how 
Facebook already knows all these things about you yeah. outside outside of dating. Yeah, and I mean, okay, I don't post much on Facebook. Yeah, but and I mean, just just in yeah, from like whatever I people click, you stalk and yeah, stuff like that, they know I click, all that. Whatever uh. I comment, they know so much about me. That, 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 that's what's kind of uh, surprising to me in that Facebook probably has an algorithm that sort of already knows who are the people on your friends list that you're more interested in, right? Yeah. So now they want you to confirm it for them. And uh, I mean, and, and what I'm guessing is how people are going to use this is because you're already friends with this person on, on as opposed to Tinder, because Tinder, you're not friends yet, right? You're just sort of judging each other yeah. by looks. But this one is your friend. So it sounds almost like they're trying to facilitate, you know, that random office hookup or that random, like, uh, you know, big group of friends where you all never really talk, talk much to each other. Then, oh, actually, I have a something for you. And then the other person, oh, yes, me says something. So I'm seeing this actually like even more so than Tinder, like facilitating hookups between people in the almost friend zone kind of space, you know? Yeah. That means like the, 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 the So is that a good thing or a bad thing? Sounds bad to me. Eh? It sounds like people in the office and all that are going to no, start getting this shit. It sounds like a great thing. If like, I mean, if, if I wasn't in a relationship now and if I wasn't so wary of Facebook, it's actually kind of cool. Eh? It Why is, is it that? But let's say... Okay, let's say... Um, nah, but let's say someone like you is just testing it out for fun or something like that. Yeah. Okay, let's say then then you just like... Aha, okay, let's say you work in an office, all right? You're, yeah. you're like... Uh, you're not, not like the boss or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, and then you're like... you Just for fun, you add your boss in uh, that list. Uh. And then suddenly there's this thing, you know, you, you guys have matched. Uh. And then your boss apparently has been eyeing you from his corner office or her corner office or something uh-huh. like that. has been eyeing you all this while. And then now you're like permanently stuck in this like limbo. Like, oh, fuck. You know, I'm like, I have to ex- either explain myself or pretend this never happened or something like that. Then but I think that risk is embedded in any of the dating apps. Right? So it's not, it's not particular to Secret Crush. And because you also need to... No, I mean, to, but Tinder, Tinder is kind of... Tinder also, strangers, you can right? see your, your boss. I've seen my... <laughs> uh, people that I would... I'm surprised to see there. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, but I think I think that one. But that what's one, the closest that you've? I mean, you've seen people you actually know already, right? Yeah. And Tinder doesn't do anything to to filter. No. That out. Oh. Yeah. No, and yeah. I and I have swipe right on people I know whose pants I wanted to get into. But that was just oh you wanted you did want to get into pants, but you didn't swipe just for fun for the heck of oh, it. No, or anything no, no, like no, that. no, no, no. Yeah, Tinder serious business again okay, when you're single. <laughs> uh, Tinder don't fuck around, man. Yeah, that's that's why I'm like, oh wow, this is. I mean, if this came out like. When, I, when we went to college and yeah. everything, I think it was super helpful. But now that you sort of entered the real world and, and like shit actually... Like, yeah, but so many people are still in college and if you think about it, yeah. like I never really add people, I'm always an addie. Yeah. But let's say if I do meet someone, by adding that person, that already gives me a chance to select them as a... So I think you'll get a wave of people who would add other people just because this might be an additional functionality. This but, like adding a layer of close friends like on top of your normal friends list, yeah. really, right? Wow, so it's like, no, yeah. it's not. It's more than close friends. It's like fuck buddies, it's potential yeah, and, fuck buddies. And like what you said about the boss thing, I think that one, that one, I won't really fault Facebook because, uh, it's still your decision who to put on the list, la. Mm. Yeah, but what what I think is how it affects what you see in your newsfeed and how it affects your little f- echo chamber that we all already live in because of Facebook, la. Yeah. So probably my guess is that one one thing that let's say maybe you put someone on that list. And that someone obviously doesn't like you or what. But Facebook that now knows that you like this person and this person doesn't like you. And then it chooses 
whenever that person posts something with another person and tag with another guy or another girl or something like that, then they will purposely push that up to the top of your feed just yeah. to rile you up yeah. and keep you on Facebook and get you down the rabbit hole of like clicking on more photos. Yeah, exactly. Who is this person that he or she is hanging no, out with? Exactly. Like maybe she, she gets engaged and you know, they, they, she does one of those fucking annoying posts where it just shows a hand with the ring. Wait, wait, wait why is that annoying? It's fucking <laughs> annoying. I, like, okay, whoever, 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 he's basically saying that anyone who puts out an engagement photo where the girl shows her wedding ring yeah I think it's fucking annoying why is that annoying because then? okay to me it's like first of all you're obviously wanting to show the size of the ring mm. like why if you want to show you and your partner having like just a insincere moment and all that you all love each other sure but why must you put the fucking picture of the ring and I hate that mm. and, and to me it's but let's say it's a, it's a not diamond ring but it's a still a big like stone or something like that it's just big for the... No, because mm. even then, right, to me, the nice, the, the beautiful thing about getting married is, okay, you guys are committing to have a life together. It's not the ring, what? Yeah, but the ring is the signifier. I think it's stupid. Also, you wouldn't want to get married using a... No, I would get ring. married with a ring, but if I were to post a picture, which I probably won't also, it would be me and my fiancé. Like, oh, yeah, someone la. who just has the photo of just the hand with the ring. Fuck that, man. But, but, but... um. And I don't know, like, I, I haven't really haven't spoken to my girlfriend. No, I think that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, waiting to, no, like, no, but, swampy no, territory. But really, really, I, I, think, I think, because then it really just, already I think right now I'm trying to live a life where there's less, less of my emotions are embedded in material stuff. So to see something that is as uh, monumental as marriage and agreeing to marry someone, and you just have a picture of that ring. So because it's a celebration of materialism, that's what yeah. you don't like about it. Yeah, you want to celebrate your love, you want to celebrate y- you and your partner. Like I genuinely, when I see my friends or people around me in loving, awesome relationships, I'm super happy for them. Okay, I'm not super happy for all of them. Because yeah. some people are just, oh, you know, I'm so happy for you and I'm not really that happy for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people who I see, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's awesome. But when everything, when that whole thing is kind of summarized and uh, uh, the symbolized by a single ring, right? And most of the time, these rings are fucking huge. Eh? Yeah. And that's why I don't like lah. I mean, like, what's, what's the part of that photo? Yeah. And I, I remember there was, I saw somewhere that there's some research showing that uh, most of the time, it's people who are really insecure or... Yeah, I won't be surprised. Or unfaithful in their relationships that they usually post the most uh, lovey-dovey messages about their significant other and things like that. Yeah, that kind of Facebook PDA also. I, w- I, w- <laughs> okay, I was guilty of posting some... Photos that with of me and this girl that I met in uh, college uh, on Facebook, and now looking back, is fuck is damn cringeworthy, yeah. Because it was me and her in the park, and we were taking photos. But oh. I will admit the reason I posted that was because, yeah, you know, like uh, I had not been seeing someone, anyone for a while before that, and all my friends were like, oh, you know, so I wanted to show them like, hey, I'm seeing someone yeah. at school. So yeah. I and this was admit, what ten years ago or something. Yeah, but then more than that. Yeah, I, th- I think, but at that point of time, years. like putting photos online was almost more like a, it was like a repository of memories. No, no that one I wanted to show oh, you. wanted to say something. You I, were I, ahead of your yeah, time. I, I had, you were already an influencer before influencers I came. I totally out. admit I had an agenda. I'm posting this not for me, not for this her, but for everyone else to see. Pre-influencer, yeah. influencer. So now I look back, I'm like, oh my God, did I do that? And to me, the whole wedding ring thing reeks of that. Like, and I'm not proud uh, of my posting that. Yeah. But when I see these kind of things like... And it's just like, ultimately, it's the same problem of seeing, having your perception of, oh, what my life should be like being influenced by people who only show the highlights of their life. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why I don't like, like, if it's a cool engagement thing or like a cool thing you did to show your love for your partner, I think that's totally fine. But if your love is symbolized by a damn ring, right? 
It's yeah. damn stupid. Already, I think the whole mantra of, oh, you know, your ring should be worth three months of your salary is is stupid. I think that one might be... I don't know if it's still, it's still around though, but I, 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 I think it's an urban legend a little bit. Okay, no, I've heard some of my friends talk about it, but maybe yeah. it's our generation. I don't know uh, how people, yeah. people... In fact, it'd be great for anyone listening to this to kind of explain how yeah. totally wrong I might be. But what when a misogynistic, like, uh, sexist... Bastard Harish. Yeah. No, why am I misogynistic? <laughs> Just cause someone wears a ring makes them materialistic and, and, and Okay, I'm not I'm not putting the, the blame totally on the person wearing the ring, which would be the woman. I'm not I'm not. I'm just saying So the, if you're yeah, if you're a friend of Harish and you recently put a yeah, photo I, of I your hand photo, on the uh, ring. I probably unfollowed and like I've stayed friends with you, but I probably not showed uh, like choose you to snoozed, not get, you snoozed this snooze person on your days, yeah, correct, correct. Snooze for 30 days. That's what I've done to everyone who has posted anything about Avengers or Game of Thrones in the oh, last like week. Basically snooze for thirty days. Thankfully I haven't had much of that. Uh. Really? Yeah. I, I've already had uh, uh my wife has already had like online spats with people who, who posted spoilers for Avengers. Oh is know? it? You're and not it, watching on Friday. Uh, yeah, I'm watching later this, Yeah, on Saturday. And the worst part was that we were using our dog's Instagram account. Uh, she was using a dog's Instagram account to to look at IG stories. And she just happened to chance upon another dog's Instagram account, oh, which had a fucking oh. Avengers spoiler. What fucking dog's Instagram account has Avengers spoilers in it? That, that was what blew my mind. Uh, that oh, you just can't hide from these spoilers. So did she tell you or did she just give it to... Oh no, she was furious. Uh. She was like telling everyone... So you also know the spoiler? Uh, no, 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 no. I've avoided... I mean... I've also, I've seen other spoilers elsewhere, but not from her okay, or okay, from okay, this okay, thing. Okay. But, um, but yeah, there's this snooze function for people you don't like. You know, whether it's wedding rings it's or great, spoilers, yeah. and or, really humble yeah. or humble brags, or humble brags, humble brags, big one or also. humble brags. But humble brags, I, I kind of there there is a there's a particular a particular few people in my feed that I leave on there deliberately because it's funny. The yeah. humble brags are so funny and so. Full of hot air that it, it's almost like it's hilarious, like I mean, we, we yeah. I mean, uh, obviously I won't name them, but I, I I just watch it because it's just fascinating seeing how these people think. I mean, they're not they're not they're they're a bit like the the Facebook algorithm, and the Facebook algorithm knows that I like I, I like these. But do you comment posts. and like? I don't, but I just spend I just spend way too much time on lingering on it, oh. or even just. They listening. probably detect that, like you scroll, scroll, scroll. Yeah, they stop. detect that, and they just keep yeah. feeding it to me after a while, and and it's uh. It's pretty funny, yeah. That's why my Facebook feed now is is kind of uh yeah, it's basically funny people that I laugh at and and know Avengers or G- Game of Thrones content. Yeah, at all. So all of Terence's friends, you just need to figure out which category you fall in. Uh. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah. Very yeah. friends, friends all, friends are all good lah. Uh, I mean, uh, in fact, I'm gonna start adding people to the true secret Nonsense. crush. I'm gonna find nine of you to- and put, put you on my secret bitch, crush. Bitch, bitch, bitch about them and then say, oh, nice, nonsense. Yeah, I will yeah, admit, yeah. some of my friends on Facebook, I, I, I just can't stand them. But uh, there are nine of them that are in your secret crush list lah. Uh. Eh, no hey, this is a big mystery. Uh, Everyone go and find out. <laughs> download Secret Crush and try it out. Yeah, download Secret Crush and, and, and add me to it. So if we match, you'll know that you, know, you were on it. But yeah, I mean, uh, sound, this Secret Crushing is fascinating. Yeah, I feel like we should we've try it out this week and then talk about it next week. Maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe see if we can find Nicholas Lim or one of those people or something like that. Huh? Oh, Nicholas Lim. <laughs> okay. Legend. I think we're... Well, Legend in a bad way, I mean. Where are we at now? Oh, uh, we're c- and we actually, yeah, minutes. we actually have to to rush to rush off to a meeting. Yeah, but uh, thanks for listening. If if there's anything that you found interesting, please uh, hit us up on our DMs, yeah. comment. And and like I said, we're we're still experimenting with this podcast. We're still going to do it every week, 
and we are going to get better at it. So if you have any constructive feedback, please let us know. Or any, actually one thing is if you have any interesting topics that yeah. you, you feel, articles or what that you feel like uh, might be interesting for us to read and talk about, that that would be interesting as yeah, well. Because we I just feel that there isn't enough uh, conversation outside of typing on Facebook yeah, or yeah. Twitter or what about these things. And obviously you're not going to hear any of these kind of things on radio. So you might as well tell us about it and we yeah. can discuss it. We record normally every Wednesday uh, or Thursday, but Thursday is when the podcast comes out. So if you have any thoughts, just let us know in the lead up towards that. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you. We are you. done for today. Thank you so much for listening. And this has been Yala Bhatt. All right. 2nd May, th- Thursday. Uh, g- goodbye. Peace. Bye-bye.